This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Welcome back to Sportsbook. I'm Dan Roberts. Thank you for listening. As we talk today on Thursday, the Sweet 16 is finally getting underway. The March Madness tournament is humming along. Those first few days always move really fast and furious. And boy, were the first few days of this year's tournament really exciting and thrilling. Uh, Personally, I'm happy to reveal the embarrassing fact that I had Arizona in my bracket going all the way. Arizona was my champion. Goodbye to all that, as Joan Didion says. (laughs) Uh, But goodbye to a lot of things. I mean, Arizona losing, they were a four seed. That was the least of it. As you know, if you care about sports and if you don't live under a rock, uh, one seed UVA was knocked out by a 16 seed. That was insane. UMBC. Uh, another one seed Xavier is already out. Two of the one seeds are gone. This has been a wild start to March Madness. And so how does this link back to business and the current, call it predicament, that would be a nice word, a more appropriate word might be crisis, that college basketball faces at large. We've talked about it on this podcast. Two weeks ago, we had my friend and colleague Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports in here talking about how this current bribery and corruption investigation is going to take probably months, probably years to play out. Uh, It has ensnared more than 20 top college basketball programs. Uh, There are wiretaps involved, assistant coaches, head coaches, Adidas executives, all caught involved in paying top high school prospects to commit to certain colleges. So this constitutes a major reckoning for college basketball, but it started unraveling right before the tournament. And I think the question a lot of people had, it's a question I had, was will this overshadow this year's March Madness proceedings? So actually, we were lucky enough to have a college basketball and pro basketball legend in here just last week, David Robinson, the Admiral, known, of course, for playing on the San Antonio Spurs, but also as a Navy grad. He finished college. That's the rare situation. As he said, he's the exception. Played all four years in college. And he played for Navy, and he played for Navy in the tournament. Actually, I think it was the last time Navy made the tournament, so it's been a while. But he is someone, of course, who can speak to things in the NBA and in college basketball. And I found him to be really candid and honest. I appreciated that when we had him in and we asked him whether the current corruption investigation might overshadow things and might turn off fans this year. Take a listen to what he had to say. It's interesting, David, as we talk about the fans, we obviously have covered the news of this ongoing investigation involving a number of teams. And you wonder, what is the impact of fan excitement on that? Do you think that this might have a negative impact on how excited fans are for the tourney? Absolutely. I mean, it's... I mean, obviously, people don't like scandal. They don't like uh, the FBI getting involved in their favorite sport. That's not a lot of fun. So, you know, I've been f- so fortunate to be a part of the, the basketball commission. You know, Condoleezza Rice is amazing. Um, some very, very smart people on this commission. And, you know, we're an independent commission, so we're not working for the NCA or any- we're just collecting information, trying to figure out what are some of the best things maybe we can do to, to clean things up. And, uh-huh. I mean, you have student athletes. We want the student part to be just as important as the athlete part. I mean, your experience, David, as an undergraduate at the Naval Academy, a little bit different yeah. than maybe some of the other athletes, but doesn't this speak to this whole idea that athletes, student athletes, maybe need to get paid, or does the whole system need to change? 
Well, that's something that's been discussed, and we've discussed it. But, you know, I think the thing is, is um, understanding, hey, look, maybe just the dialogue needs to change a little bit, right? The, the, the opportunity to be in college is the best time of our lives. It's, a, it's, it's still an amazing opportunity. I'm, one of, I'm the opposite example of the one-and-dones, right? The one-and-done guys are the guys who come on campus for like a semester, and then they go off and play pro. I stayed four years. Tim Duncan stayed four years, and it benefited both of us tremendously. It gave us a, a great platform, and it really set the stage for us to be able to go out and earn a great living. Um, and so for 99% of these kids coming into college, they're never going to play pro or they're never going to make it or they're not going to have a long career in the pros. So the college experience and the college opportunity is going to be their best opportunity. So how do we change that dialogue where, you know, the NCAA shouldn't be the enemy of the athlete. Right. Um, whereas I think, you know, sometimes you, you watch the punishments, you watch all these things going on. And I think that, you know, students sometimes feel a little bit like they're kind of at odds at the NCAA. So we're trying to kind of figure out a way that, um, you know, that it can be more equitable on all sides. Okay, so as I mentioned, that was right before the tournament actually started, and I appreciated his candor. You heard him say, of course, that no one likes scandal. No one likes the FBI getting involved in their favorite sport. That's fine. That's pretty straightforward. And I appreciated, uh, you know, he said it pretty, pretty bluntly. We asked him, is it going to turn off fans? And he said, absolutely. But now fast forward. Here we are. The Sweet 16 is in place. It's about to start. And it really hasn't overshadowed the tournament, has it? And so I think what you have to conclude is that buzzer beaters and exciting upsets beat scandal. The rest is just noise, and that is the argument actually that Seth Davis made as well. You can find the story that I'm referring to on yahoofinance.com. Uh, the reason David Robinson came in and the reason we were able to get him was he is working right now with Dove for Men on a March Madness-related marketing campaign. Now, the other face of that marketing push is Seth Davis, the college basketball broadcaster. And I asked Seth Davis the same question. Is this corruption scandal going to distract from the joy and excitement of the tournament? And as you heard, David Robinson said, absolutely. Seth Davis uh, had a little bit of a different answer. Listen to what he said. He said, I, I had that concern as all of this news was breaking. But if anything, I think people are more excited for the games. The games are always right. Whatever happens inside that box is pure. During the tournament, you know that these are college kids, they're not professionals, and they're not being paid like professionals. The vast, vast majority of them know they will not have a playing career after college. When they win a game in the tournament, the elation is pure. And when they lose and a player collapses on the floor in tears, that is pure. So I agree with that for the most part, but at the same time, if you want to be a little bit of a, a skeptic, you could say, well, A, of course he's going to say that, and it's a little bit of a denial. And then B, at one point he said, as I just read you, they're not professionals and they're not being paid like professionals. Well, sure, except it sounds like a few of them are being paid like professionals. That's the whole reason for the scandal. There's a chance DeAndre Ayton was being paid like a professional. There's a chance that this uh, young recruit who was convinced to go to Louisville is being paid like a professional. So there is an exception, and you could sort of take issue with what Seth Davis said. But look, again, a week and a half later, as the Sweet 16 is upon us, Seth Davis looks correct, doesn't he? It looks like most fans don't really care about all that noise. Or if they do care, they're going to wait and they'll focus on it later. Right now, they're just enjoying the pure bliss of what we are seeing on the basketball court. And let's get into that bliss, shall we? This is a look from our friends at Yahoo Sports. This is Henry Bushnell, a reporter there. He actually usually does soccer, Henry. But this is a look at exactly how historic the current upsets 
that we are seeing, the string of upsets in the first and second round in the tournament are... Okay, so listen to this. This is uh, Henry from Yahoo Sports. The first four days of this 2018 NCAA tournament rank up there with memorable opening weekends from the past. In fact, the result of so far, the result we've seen so far is a Sweet 16 in which the sum of all seeds is 85. That's four lower than the sum in 1986 and three lower than in the 1990s. So it is not, in other words, the craziest, you know, the most upsets on record ever, but it's the third most. It's the highest since the year 2000. Over the first four days, nine of the 16 top four seeds fell. A 16 seed beat a one seed. That had never happened. So forget everything else. That was the first time in history that has happened. That's insane. And then in addition, of the 48 games, 15 were won by lower-seeded teams. That number ranks only behind 2010, when it was 16, and 1999, when it was 19. So again, judged by that metric, the third craziest opening round ever. In the top left of your bracket, the southern region, no one, two, three, or four seed is left. Unbelievable. Paves the way for Kentucky. Uh, Two of the one seeds are gone. That's incredibly early for them to be gone. It's just carnage, and it's really exciting. Now, of course, as often happens, and it's such a letdown, when a crazy low seed wins its first game and then manages to win a second, and then inevitably they just get killed by some better team. You know, so that could happen, of course. You know, Florida State has pushed through. Syracuse has pushed through. But do we really think they're going to go all the way to the Final Four? It's unlikely. Uh, I'm proud to say that I did pick Syracuse to win three games. I mean, we've seen that Syracuse is one of those teams that if they can manage to squeak in, they can go far. That's a product of great coaching. It's like the Patriots, isn't it? Uh, the Syracuse team has Jim Beheim. He's been coaching there more than 40 seasons, and Syracuse did it last year. Played in the playing game and then made it, I think, all the, way to, all the way to the Elite Eight. So that could happen again this year. But, boy, no one had UVA losing in the first round. That's insane. I don't think anyone had Arizona losing in the first round. Goodbye, Xavier, in the second round. So it's wild, and I think it is successfully distracting from the larger sure to be important over many, many, many months, long beyond this year's tournament, uh, scandal and crisis of these under-the-table secret payments that were made to top high school prospects. So uh, glad to have David Robinson on the record there. He was a great talker. Uh, I want you to look up that story online because in our longer interview with him, we also asked him about his business approach. Uh, In fact, I asked him, you know, he, he runs a private equity firm now in Texas. It's called, surprise, Admiral Capital. And I asked him, what is your investing philosophy? And he, he, his first attempt at an answer was, make money, don't lose it. Let's zoom out a little bit, David, and talk about business off the court. You know, I'm so interested in tracking what athletes do after they retire from pro sports, yeah. how they continue to earn money, where they invest their money. You have a, a private equity firm. Yeah. Tell us about that, and, and what's your sort of investing uh, philosophy? Yeah, my investing philosophy is make money, don't lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Simple philosophy. Uh, now, you know, we started a private equity firm basically because when I was playing, I, I, I was very into giving back to the community, especially in the form of education. We started schools in San Antonio 15 years ago, these uh, little private schools called uh, Carver Academy. And we've, since then, we've turned it into a charter school. We built 20 new schools. We raised, you know, $50 million to build these schools. And now across Texas, we have 61 schools you know, almost 40,000 students in our schools, and we send every single child to college. We build our schools primarily in the lower-income areas, and we get them focused and geared towards college. And 
and we've had a 100% matriculation rate over the last 14 years. So, pretty good advice. It actually reminded me of something George Foreman told me years ago when I went to visit him for a story. He said his approach in terms of earning is never stop earning. You know, you have an opportunity, someone wants you to speak somewhere, or someone wants you to do a signing, or someone wants you to appear in an advertisement, and even if it's less than you're used to being paid, for the most part, he said, he says yes. He says yes to most opportunities. Of course, some former famous athletes would say, no, no, you have to be choosier. But boy, if you always say yes, you always earn money, and you're able to stockpile and save that money. So I think that's good advice to some former famous athletes. David Robinson, a great talker. I appreciated his candor uh, on the negative impact of this scandal. It's also important we mention David Robinson is a member of this Commission on College Basketball that was set up by the NCAA in October. It was set up by the NCAA, but it is an independent commission. You know, it doesn't have to answer to the NCAA. Uh, It's not just David Robinson on it. The chair of the commission is Condoleezza Rice. Grant Hill is also on the commission. So because David Robinson is on that commission, you would have almost expected even more so that he would be a little bit buttoned up, but instead he was a great candid guest, said that he thought this scandal would overshadow the tournament. But it isn't playing out that way, is it? It is not overshadowing the tournament because the games are so good on the court. So let's keep watching. We'll come back in a week when we know the Final Four, I think. A week from now, will we know that or we'll be likely to know And as you listen to this on Thursday, we're going to get the Sweet 16. Those will be exciting and thrilling. Uh, I love FSU being in the mix. I love Q's being in the mix. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting against Villanova and our Yahoo Finance executive producer and frequent guest on this show, Kevin Shupka, who is a Villanova alum and a Villanova superfan. Let's hope Villanova doesn't win. So thanks for listening. Thanks for David Robinson coming in on the show and doing a live video with us. And happy to be able to share that audio here on the podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this, the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook podcast. Uh, I can't be sure that next week we'll focus on March Madness, but it's a possibility as this great tournament chugs onward. Of course, the other big thing happening in sports, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. We did him last week. We just couldn't avoid it. And I'm sure that very soon as major season is upon us, we will bring back in our friend Miles Udland, the golf guy, to talk about Tiger. So thanks for listening. Let us know how you're enjoying March Madness. Let us know if your bracket is completely screwed. Email, tweet, write us, find us, and come back next Thursday. Bye.